When the Israelites came into the promised land, each of the 12 ancestral tribes was granted a piece of land that was meant to be that family's inheritance forever. So a generation would have a hard year, the crops would go bad in the midst of their difficulty, they would sell the land to someone so that they could have enough of a, of a way to eat food that they could make it through. The next thing you know, you have a small percentage of people who own the bulk of the land and all it took was one, two, maybe three generations. And so every 50 years, God has a reset button. Do you think that the families who were in power liked the year of Jubilee? No, the few who had to give up the most in the year of Jubilee didn't like it, but the rest of the families that finally got a fresh start, they sure liked it and it's a fascinating idea. If there were no such thing as public libraries right now, do you think we'd be able to get them? Don't you think there would be a massive public backlash against the idea of public libraries? Wouldn't they be called socialist? Wouldn't they be saying that that's a government overreach? Somebody would. Or what if we didn't have public schools? Don't you think there'd be tons of people who would be saying that the government has no business educating my children? And wouldn't they be saying that this is a government intention to get our kids into their school so they can be brainwashed and demonized by the agenda of the world system of the beast? And what if we didn't have national parks right now and someone had the idea to conserve the beauty of these natural resources, of these sacred spaces that God has given us that are our responsibility to steward, don't you think that if you tried to introduce the idea of national parks or even state parks nowadays in this political climate that people would freak out? And what if there was no social security for the elderly? Or what if there was no unemployment? Man, I'm telling you right now, it would be extremely difficult to introduce these programs right now if they didn't already exist. I'm gonna make several sweeping generalizations and anytime you make a sweeping generalization, it's not accurate. But what if we think of it this way? What if you could say that liberal ethics tend to focus on social responsibility and conservative ethics tend to focus on individual responsibility? Not saying that's perfect, but I have found that helpful over the years. And what if liberal ethics focusing on social responsibility can find a lot of Bible verses to support those ideas? And what if conservative ethics focusing on personal responsibility, what if we can find a whole lot of Bible verses that support those ideas? What if, what if guys, both parties are out of balance and there's a scriptural balance that we believers, we Christians should be pursuing? And what if our allegiance to these groups, left or right, has in some ways compromised and blinded us to whole sections of our sacred responsibility to represent God well in various avenues of life. Jesus is supposed to be Lord, and I think sometimes we've made the Republican Party or the Democratic Party Lord. Caesar then becomes Lord and Jesus becomes, oh yeah, you're just minister of afterlife affairs. When you say what the Bible says, sometimes you're going to sound like a conservative. And when you say what the Bible says, sometimes you're going to sound like a progressive or a liberal. And when you choose to, to live ethically how the Bible teaches you to live, sometimes you're going to be ahead of the curve of social change. And sometimes when you choose to live ethically the way the Bible tells you to live, you're going to be called a bigot. We need a scriptural balance and we need Jesus as Lord. And it's an election cycle, so we're in super big danger of making our politics more important than it is. I don't know if I've said anything helpful. I've probably got on some people's lists of people who need to be a
Ça pue.